Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Live Mike is the name of this show. And we're talking this segment about the Equal Rights Amendment. There was a vote on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives today, which would move the deadline for ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment. Utah's House members were split on that vote. There were two representatives from Utah voting yay, two voting nay. Uh, Let me share with you their names. Yay uh, would be Representative John Curtis and Ben McAdams voted yay. And what, what exactly did they vote for? So the Equal Rights Amendment, when it was passed as a joint resolution in Congress in 1972, there was a deadline of just a few years. Well, uh, to amend the Constitution, you need um, 38 states to ratify uh, the the amendment. And by the deadline, that number of states had not yet been met. And so the vote today on the floor of the House was to eliminate that deadline and essentially reopen the question of the Equal Rights Amendment, 38 being the requisite number. And it was not that long ago uh, that Virginia ratified the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, and that became uh, the 38th state to ratify the amendment. So the the debate is whether or not um, the removal of the deadline will then open the door for passage of this amendment. Um, There was a, a question asked of Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just the other day. Uh, Judge Margaret McKeon asked questions of RBG at a Georgetown University Law School uh, event. There was a QA and a session titled Searching for Equality, the 19th Amendment uh, and Beyond. I'm going to play for you the question uh, asked by the moderator, Judge McKeon, as well as the answer by Justice Ginsburg. Years ago, I was involved in some litigation involving the extension of the deadline on the Equal Rights Amendment, and we recently had Virginia passing Equal Rights Amendment. So leaving aside whether any deadlines could be extended, what's your prognosis on when we will get an Equal Rights Amendment on the federal level? Here's the response by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Well, I would like to see a new beginning. I'd like it to start over. There's too much controversy about latecomers, Virginia, long after the deadline passed, plus a number of states have withdrawn their ratification. So if you count a latecomer on the plus side, how can you disregard states that said, we've changed our minds? That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying that she'd like to see this whole effort started anew. Now, there are a number, uh, both in Congress and here in the state of Utah, who disagree with that. This morning, it was debated on the House floor 
uh, whether or not uh, to remove uh, the deadline. If that's the case, so if, if you're debating this issue, you believe that the removal of the deadline could somehow change uh, the, the feasibility for passage of this Equal Rights Amendment. I want to walk through for you some of the arguments presented uh, this morning on the House floor ahead of a debate, uh, or ahead of a vote, rather, as to whether or not the deadline for ratification should be removed. I'll remind you as we go through this, on the yay side uh, among Utah's House members, John Curtis voted to remove the deadline, as did uh, Representative McAdams on the nay side, leave the deadline in place. Uh, That was Congressman Rob Bishop and uh, Chris Stewart. So here uh, is Representative Negasi of Colorado, a Democrat, talks about how passage of the ERA would ensure equal rights under the Constitution. I rise today in strong support of the Equal Rights Amendment and the resolution before us. We strive for a nation that advances the notion of equality, that takes up the mantle of the unfinished work that is the American dream and the practice of government by and for the people, for all the people. My daughter, Natalie, is just over a year and a half old, and I look forward to telling her one day about today how the People's House, led by the Chamber's first female speaker, voted to ensure that the women of her generation will be the first to grow up knowing that the Constitution truly guarantees equal rights. You know, I forgot until that comment right there that uh, Speaker Pelosi is, in fact, the first female Speaker of the House. That's good trivia. I remember that. Uh, next up, Representative Barbara Lee, a Democrat from California, asserts that the discrimination that the Equal Rights Amendment uh, would would do away with uh, is still happening and must end. I'll, I'll remind you that there are a number of state constitutions which include language very similar to the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, Utah is included since the state's foundation. Uh, since the formation of this state, our Constitution from day one has I- included language uh, which highlights equality. But here is uh, Representative Barbara Lee uh, saying that this discrimination, in fact, still happens and must end. I rise in strong support today of Congresswoman Spears, H.J. Res. 79. The ERA would guarantee rights to all and would finally affirm women's equality in our Constitution by removing this arbitrary deadline. And we know that too often women have been relegated to the sidelines and left out of the Constitution, especially black women and women of color. For example, there is still rampant gender wage discrimination. Discrimination against women must end. That's one side of the argument. There is now another side, uh, of course, this one uh, held by Republicans. Uh, on the Republican side, I'm going to point out uh, something interesting about this. The Republicans who are speaking out against the removal of this deadline, uh, they are predominantly female. So you have women, Republican women, representing various uh, parts of this country speaking out against uh, the removal of the deadline, ostensibly speaking out against the Equal Rights Amendment. Here's the the, the first representative to get up and speak out against. Uh, She lists three reasons. And this is uh, Representative Debbie Lesko from Arizona. I am a woman, so I obviously care and support equal rights for women. But I oppose this bill for three reasons. First, the bill is not constitutional. When the ERA originally passed Congress, explicitly set a deadline for ratification. The U.S. Department of Justice issued a legal opinion just last month, reiterating that the ER's ratification timeline is expired. Secondly, the ERA amendment is not necessary. Women's equality of rights under the law is already recognized in our Constitution in the 5th and 14th Amendment. 
third reason I oppose this bill. The ERA, if ratified, would be used by pro-abortion groups to undo pro-life laws. This is a fascinating and relatively new development in the Equal Rights Amendment debate, uh, and that being abortion. Uh, Abortion has only relatively recently been inserted into this debate. The assertion on the, the Republican side is that if the Equal Rights Amendment were to become uh, uh, you know, a part of the Constitution, that it would somehow mandate the expenditure of taxpayer monies uh, on abortions. That's uh, one of the arguments being made right now. I want to continue in the last few moments I have left in this segment with more comments, uh, this time from Vicki Hartzler, a Republican woman representing a portion of Missouri claiming that the ERA is unconstitutional. Today's legislation is problematic on several fronts. First, the resolution is unconstitutional. The time limit to pass the ERA expired decades ago. Congress can't go back and remove a deadline from a previous constitutional amendment initiative. I have in front of me a copy of the Equal Rights Amendment as it was signed by the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President Pro Tem of the Senate back in 1972 when this resolution made its way through Congress. Uh, I want to read that for you. I also want to let you know that we are going to continue this topic of conversation. We're going to speak to uh, two women who find themselves on diametrically opposed uh, positions when it comes to the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment uh, by the state of Utah. Kelly Jones will join us in studio in the next segment. She's the co-chair of the Utah ERA Coalition. Uh, And then later on, we'll be speaking to Gail Rizika, president of the Utah Eagle Forum. I have just 30 seconds left in the segment, but that's plenty of time because the Equal Rights Amendment is a very short document. Section one, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of of sex. Uh, That's it. That's the amendment. That is the language uh, that many uh, are debating today and uh, long into the future, I am predicting. That's all coming up next. We're going to continue the ERA debate here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.